Welcome to the Hear My Story podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We love having you here. And it's our mission to bring you powerful stories of everyday people. Prepare to be inspired. Here's your host, Josh Oxendine. Hear My Story, what is going on? I am your host, Josh, and uh, man, I hope that your day is going great. And if not, that this story of resiliency, um, God's providence, uh, you name it, um, that this story will in some way uplift you and honestly bring some form of hope. Uh, it is extremely personal to me um, because it is uh, of one of our own team members, Edwin Deppner. Edwin, um, over the last two years, has become a close friend of mine, so much so that he is now on the Hear My Story team. And uh, he lives out of New York City, but growing up, he was born on a toilet, and he battled so many different issues. Um, one, uh, just learning disabilities, dyslexia, um, just his battle of dealing with it, how to deal with that, growing up in and out of foster care. Um, there's just so many different uh, things that have happened to him in his life. And I know um, that just simply by listening uh, for the next few minutes to his story, you will be inspired. Um, so without letting too much uh, out of the bag, this is the story of my good buddy, Edwin Deppner. I was born in 1982. And the reason why I mention that uh, and start there is because my mom, biologically, she was uh, schizophrenic. She took drugs and uh, she um, birthed me in a toilet, uh, the porcelain king, if you will. And uh, she didn't know that she had done that. And um, a couple, uh, like up to an hour and a half later, uh, they found me in the toilet. Uh, and I was, uh, I was hypothermic and canatonic. I was probably not going to live. I was most likely going to die. And uh, so they wrapped me up according to what I understand of the uh, EMT report, and they brought me to the hospital. They did their tests, and they did the best that they could. Uh, given that my mom was not uh, capable of raising me or taking care of me, I was immediately placed into the foster system. My name is Edwin Deppner. Hear my story. Um, so the first uh, foster uh, care home I was in uh, was traumatic. Uh, my, my situation happened out to be uh, the, the lady that was the caregiver, her husband had passed away. And so this woman was going through uh, a great form of depression. And the only other person in the home there was uh, a younger girl who had Down syndrome. And so she would drag me around the house, uh, not knowing how to take care of a baby in any way, form or, or fashion. Um, probably gave me some uh, trauma or some head injuries. There's, there's high probability of that. Um, after that part, um, given some space in uh, uh, I think they pulled me out of that foster home and then they started putting me up for adoption. I had no way out, but uh, through some happenstance, through some grace or, or, or what have you, I was, I was adopted by two parents that wanted a child that might not be able to walk, might not be able to talk. So adopted at 18 months, 
to Stan and Nancy. Um, I was pretty neglected as a, as a baby, so I wasn't held, I wasn't uh, looked after well, I was malnutrition. I had a lot of issues with um, sitting, even sitting up or crying. Um, Nancy and Stan uh, took me in and, and I'll just refer them, uh, I'll refer to them now as my mom and dad. Uh, and they, they really did their best with what they had and what they knew how to do to raise a child probably beyond their understanding in that sense. Um, so the doctors pretty much claimed like, look man, reading, writing, talking, having a normal life is going to be not possible for this child. So when you adopt this individual, you're on a lifelong child that it, it, it won't probably leave your house. And, um, and so now I'm growing up in this family and I'm starting to notice, uh, I get into, uh, you know, like kindergarten, preschool. Uh, I didn't really go through first or second grade. I jumped into to, to a, a locked shift in, in, in education. And I started to notice that, that I, I really struggled a lot with um, just motor function. My mom and dad did a really good job once they noticed that I had some capability. I started to move around a little bit. They put me in uh, physical therapy. They were putting me in that like two, three times a week. I remember doing weird things on, on balance boards and like tossing bean bags in the air and trying to say the alphabet backwards and all kinds of uh, stimulating processes to get my brain to kind of get reactivated. And it was really hard because when I was in classes or if I was starting anything on, on, on on that area of elementary school, I was always massively delayed. I can remember being in like the classroom. I remember being a, a student and just, I was always the last kid at the desk. I was always that, that one that was like, I, I don't quite understand this. I'm not quite sure how to do this. And whether it was writing, reading, spelling, uh, or, or understanding abstract concepts, it was really tough. But at the same time, I, I really had this, this strong, innate desire in me to keep going, uh, to keep trying to, to not give up. I wanted to give up and I had a lot, I have a lot of like low moments, but, but I continued to push through, um, I would say by some of my own strength at times, but uh, beyond that, it, it, it went in further and deeper and I, I, I couldn't really always explain that when I was younger. Um, so I got pulled out of class and I would take these long tests uh, some of them, uh, like the Woodcock-Johnson was one of them, and they would do these uh, cognitive tests. And so anyway, these, these tests pretty much came out and gave me this, diagnosi uh, this diagnosis of ADHD and dyslexia. And a lot of this came from teachers that were just like, this kid is not able to sit still. He is loud and obnoxious. What can we do? And through the high school era, it looked a lot like they had uh, running start programs, and they put me through a culinary program. And that's when I really started to notice that I had, I had the ability and I was capable, but, but the focus of, of getting myself in the like, zone of being able to sit down and focus and read started to become the issue. But if it was something I enjoyed, like photography or, or um, certain readings, if I understood what I was reading, I, I could excel at it, I could sit still. So they kind of put me through a couple of these like field trip pieces and I, I found that uh, culinary was a good spot. I enjoyed the high pace energy in a kitchen. I enjoyed the, the art of it. And that's when I started to pick up 
a lot of um, skill and talent to do things like running, uh, like field and track. Um, not very many sports because, again, I couldn't, I couldn't get into sports because I had to keep some kind of grade average up, but most of the time I was failing. Um, so I put myself through um, culinary school in uh, what they called Running Start through uh, a snow oil pro program. And I started working through that and I, I graduated high school technically without really ever taking an English class. The next following year, I saved up enough money. I, you know, applied for FAFSA and I got into the school. The first year I went to this college, my friends were with me. It was really a really uh, trying and hard season. Uh, so I took the, 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 the school load of four, four classes, a full-time load. And um, the school has a lot of backgrounds in, in, in like Jesuits, Greek, Hebrew. It was not an easy school. Given the fact that I had mentioned that I'd never taken an English class in high school, um, I pretty much landed high Fs. I mean, they were high Fs, but I landed high Fs all the way through. Failed, like front nose fail. Dived it into the mountain. And I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be here. This is nuts, man, I'm no way. One individual um, at that school came to me and said, now, I really, I really think you're supposed to be here to the point where uh, I cut you a check for your classes. Try again. Like, that to me was, I wasn't sure if that guy was a fool or I was really supposed to be there. <laughs> I was like, this guy doesn't know what to do with his money. Um, so I, I, I went back uh, for the following year and I got better. And through that season, uh, of college, um, I graduated um, with a really low GPA, <laughs> but I graduated with a lot of hurdles and bumps and, and extreme frustrations, uh, but, but, but it worked, it worked out, it happened. I landed in New York City and um, I, uh, I got accepted to a graduate school program for mental health counseling. Uh, My, my grade average is uh, straight A's at this point. And uh, I never thought I would say that. I never thought I would be in that position. And I never thought that for an instance, I would be telling my story in a place where I could say that I succeeded in something I always desired to, always wanted it. And here I am. So if you're going through a place of identity, despair, a place of intellectual brokenness, if you're in a place where maybe things don't add up the way that you'd like them to, and you've maybe been titled, diagnosed with dyslexia, ADHD, or cognitive disorder, or written dysfunction, um, there are a lot of people like me out there that learn how to use their strengths to break through from their weaknesses. Um, there's hope for you. There is a way out.